0: Hello and welcome to How Much For A Sleeve, a podcast about tattooing hosted by an actual tattooist,
1: Lucy Richardson,
0: and an actual knob, Mick Tickner. One thing before we start this episode, I just want to say a massive thank you to everyone who's liked us, shared it, listened, told their mates, people who've given us five-star reviews. You're all heroes, we weren't expecting it, but thank you for everyone saying lovely things. It's nice, isn't it, Luce?
1: Oh, it's so nice. I just I feel really overwhelmed by the support we've had, and it's just it feels so nice to have something to focus on in a really shitty time, yeah. And to have this outpouring of love and support by like our peers. It's it's been great. Thank you so much to every single person that's listened and uh Keep listening, please. And if you think it's shit, then just tell us. You know, we'll I'll go rid of Mick. That'd be
0: okay. Yeah, fair enough. And if you do think it's shit, just just actually don't write a review. But if you think it's good, because <laughs> all seriousness, though, if you do like it, give us a review. Give us five stars, obviously, um, because it does bump us up the list of stuff, so more people will find it. So keep sharing it. Send it to your mates if you think that they'll be up for it. And thanks again. It, it, it does mean the world to us. Thank you. Thank you. How you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Fine, thank you. What have you been up to?
1: Um, apart from crafting my pants after our recording with Joe Black, um, not much. Just recovering from that, really. I yeah. did a 10k day, so now Ten, I can't walk.
0: A 10k walk? Walk? walk, 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 walk. Yeah. Right. That's that's long. Isn't it? <laughs> that was long. Did you get lost? Um,
1: no, I just thought of I was trying to avoid people. They are remarkably. Um, high number of people walking considering where I live I'm really rural and normally I don't see anyone maybe the occasional pheasant um I had to go in a bit of a convoluted route but no it was good the summer's out there were actual flowers it feels like spring is on the way it's
0: nice isn't it there's nice you get that little um that first sort of get a weekend in March where all the lads take their tops off and ride their bikes (laughs) down the high street I think we're close (laughs) to that you mean you? I don't take my top off anymore. <laughs> I think I've, I think I've passed that. I used to take my top off. I used to be a window cleaner when I was little, and I was, I looked really good with my top off because I got a terrible face. You've got to get away from it. But now I've got a terrible everything. Um, <laughs> so we talked to uh, Danielle Rose and Jay Seuss in this episode. Uh, it was a good one again, wasn't it? Lots and lots of fun stuff. And lots of giggles. So, uh, yeah, hope hope you like it. You had fun as well doing this one, didn't you, Lucy?
1: I did. I just um, I laughed till I sobbed in parts. <laughs> it was nice. Yeah, it was uh, really good fun. This one.
0: Excellent. What have you been? What else have you been up to? You been you been watching anything on the telly? Have you watched the Cecil Cecil Hotel thing?
1: I did watch that, but I felt a bit like, wow, they really drank this out. Oh. It got to. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, and no, no spoilers, okay. no spoilers. But they, the, there's a bit in the last episode where they could have just gone, they could have just had the 15 minutes after that because, oh right, well yeah. you should have said that at the start. Wicked. What's the point of that? Yeah. But I, I, I did like the lad from, I think he was he was English. He was from somewhere in England. I'm not sure if he was English, but he's the lad. Yeah. He was. He was uh, oh, I could give away a spoiler here, but the lad who was basically do drinking the water and saying it tasted funny. Oh. It like, yeah. That was
1: awful. Oh, I got it, guys. Yeah, Basty. the water came out of funny colour, but we still drank it and it tasted weird, sort of sweet. Okay, yes. just stop.
0: <laughs> yes. Mad, but, you know, <laughs> I, it was interesting, but I just felt so sorry for her. And part of the things I was so sorry for her about, and her family, I guess, more than her, was all these knobs coming, like YouTube warriors, like we were waiting for the, the report to come back. So what, why are you waiting? It's got fuck all to do with you, me yeah. alone.
1: And then I'm totally trolling that guy from the metal band just because he's a goth. Yeah, um, and he, he going wants,
0: on. yeah, he sang a song about death in one of his yeah. songs. He was like, "Ah, oh, he's singing about death. Perhaps he, he done, perhaps he done a death. Um, <laughs> losers.
1: He wears lipstick. He must have <laughs> killed that girl.
0: Very very oh, weird.
1: Elvis is here to terrorise everyone again.
0: Excellent. Just knocking the stuff off the wall. Do you know what? The couple of times he's come on, he's been very well behaved. So I reckon yeah. he's just trying to, trying to lull you into a false sense of security and then he's just going to start smacking the shit out of everything.
1: That's it. Apart from when we were chatting to Joe the other day, um, which in, which will be in the future, um, <laughs> when that stuff happens, like when we had our paranormal activity, he was going berserk that's when he was in prime elvis mode so and saying,
0: knocking he's saying that's the evidence for there being a ghost because your cat was a bit weird your cat who's always yeah. a bit weird
1: no that's the that's the evidence right
0: there that's it all right let's, yeah. stop, let's stop gassing should we start the episode i think so how much for a sleeve episode two danielle rose and jay seuss coming at you <laughs>
1: This week we have Danielle Worries Tattoo and Jay-Zeus, owners of Sanctuary Tattoo in Dundee. Old friends, so really excited to chat to you guys this week. Thank you so much for coming on. Hello.
2: Nice to meet
1: you. No problem. (laughs) Nice to meet you. (laughs) How are you guys enjoying lockdown? It's okay. Um, It's a bit boring.
3: (laughs) Yeah
0: are you doing anything anything fun to keep you keep you occupied and if you're not in the studio at the moment are you doing any things that people can find online and buy we don't care you know sell away
3: trying to get some prints together to sell online so i'll be doing that soon Nice. Um, just trying (laughs) to get a few more together so i can get them sent away um but yeah that's that's kind of the moment
2: it's been strange there was a as soon as the initial lockdown started there was this rush to be pr- as productive as possible yeah
1: yeah I felt like that in the first lockdown I was so productive and I just did loads and in this one I was like
2: nah <laughs> yeah yeah this yeah, one's we... been much harder yeah I it think. really has just a lot of dog walking
1: yeah loads of dog walking <laughs> Oh, little baby buzz, your child. <laughs> yeah.
2: Have you found it just as hard? Kind of and yeah. productivity.
1: Yeah, definitely. I keep like my attention span is so short, so I keep buying different mediums and stuff to try, and then I'll do one thing, and I'm like, okay, what's next? And it'll, like, yeah. I get really frustrated if I'm not good at it, <laughs> which I'm not good at. <laughs>
0: Is it because you're frustrated because so, you're, not, uh, you're not good at it straight away, so therefore it's rubbish or you out yeah, you, you like, yourself?
1: Why am I not fucking Picasso? <laughs> well, i not fucking Picasso, but...
0: That's
2: just like a culture of instant gratification or whatever right now. We need to be instant uh, yes. so we can show it off. What, what's the point of doing it?
0: Yeah, I think That's I've, done true. With, I've definitely done that with golf at least 40 times in my life. Right, golf? Is, yeah. <laughs> This must be easy. Look how easy it is. And then you go and do it. It's clearly impossible. And then yeah. six, six weeks later, you go, Do you know what? I reckon I'll go have a little hit, see how that goes. Same thing happens. And then you just repeat that for your whole life.
2: Every six weeks.
0: Yeah. But I haven't, I haven't got any children. So I haven't got a, an excuse to actually get out of the house and do it, do it properly.
2: You haven't got anything to practice on. Good point. children.
0: <laughs> no, that's fine. We can make jokes about hitting children on here. Um, so, so you you own Sanctuary Tattoo in Dundee. What's Dundee like tattoo scene?
3: Uh, it's good. We're pretty busy, but there's quite a lot of tattoo shops in Dundee, yeah. but they're all pretty different, which is
0: that's cool. Good. So you don't yeah. think that feel like there's there's a crossover? If there is a crossover, there, it's all. It's not like someone taking someone new coming in and taking everything away from the existing the existing people.
3: No. No, not at all. And we, we know a couple of the other studios and we're friends with some of them and yeah, they're all super nice and everyone's got their own thing going on. So yeah, Excellent. there's no like threat, I guess. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, that's nice. How do you find Dundee compared to Swindon? Is it Swindon that you're from, Jay?
2: Yes. Um, it's It's got some similarities to Swindon, actually, in a way. It's uh that kind of one of those towns that's working class town overshadowed by similar towns nearby that are just kind of culturally way better for people 18 to 30 or, you know, whatever. So it gets, basically it gets looked down upon quite a lot. Um, you know, people <laughs> call or whatever. Same amount, same population, probably same amount of tattoo shops. Um, so in that sense, yeah, it's pretty similar. Hmm. But Dundee
1: has um, changed so much over time. Like every time I come up, because Dundee is my hometown, every time I come up, I'm like, wow, they've got a like a, a re- an actual restaurant. There's a public toilet. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> a real hell.
2: restaurant. It's got knives and forks and everything.
1: <laughs> wow. God, it's yeah. just changed so much. It's because they knocked down the Maltese. The, the Maltese are, there's uh, one notorious part of Dundee for anyone listening. And the Maltese were just four multi story, like high rise flats, buildings of flats, and just notorious um, for the, the residents really and the kind of type of people. And then they knocked them down <laughs> and they, they just moved the residents to the outskirts instead, didn't they? <laughs> I,
0: I, yeah. went, I went to university in Hull and we had um, a similar what? setup there. It was a place called Brands Home. And it was at the time, not sure if anyone's overshadowed it yet, but it was the largest council estate in Europe. And there was constantly a helicopter, which we nicknamed the Brands Home Beacon, that was just constantly, <laughs> up, just constantly up in the air waiting to catch bad prats, pissing around and smashing car windows.
2: Right. Well, uh, we used to always hear in Swindon that if there was, well, not always here, but there seemed to be some kind of competition between Swindon and Hull. For who had the sort of largest, um, you know, numbers of this, that, and that. I don't know. I have much to go into it,
0: but that's an in- interesting. Who had the most smackheads? <laughs>
1: yeah, that kind of
0: stuff.
1: I'm pretty sure Dund- Dundee, Dundee wins. wins
3: teenage
2: pregnancies. Well, it was, was that. It was, that's what
3: I was <laughs> Dundee
0: had that. Oh. Does feel like does feel like home. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, Lucy, you just said something there. So Dund- mm. Dundee's your 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 home slice. Did you know each other before tattooing?
1: Yeah, we've known each other since we were 14. I think I must have been 14 when we met. And then we went to college together. So we met, like we had this, it was just a really good sort of like little crowd of moshes basically. And we met um, just through like the music scene. And then when we both left school, we went to um, the art college. And it didn't last very long because we quickly realized that nobody was monitoring if we were actually going to class and we could get into the student union. Yeah. <laughs> so we just used to go and drink.
0: Excellent. <laughs> I've noticed something. I don't know if anyone else has, but your voice, Lucy is just ever so slightly squeaking towards a little <laughs> accent there. <laughs> so <Sorry. laughs> <laughs> yeah, It was just the way it was something said says student, student union. We'll get, <laughs> we'll that I said this
1: to someone the other day. Somebody messaged me and said, "Oh my god, are you northern?" And I was like, "No, I'm Scottish." No. And I said, "But I'm speaking to my friend who's Scottish on Wednesday so the podcast I'll probably have an entirely different accent."
0: Excellent. Yeah. So you're <laughs> way revert. more way more northern than of, northern. Um, so Canadian friend,
2: the most northern.
0: <laughs> so uh, Danielle, so if did you, did you start uh, through like the? Lucy said there about going to art college was your background before tattooing in in fine art or in illustration or what what were you up to?
3: I did both actually I did fine art and illustration at um, college it wasn't it was um, to build up my portfolio to get into the big art college in Dundee but um, while I was there that's when I decided I wanted to get into tattooing so I just didn't bother <laughs> I didn't yeah. bother building a portfolio for that. I just built a portfolio to, to start tattooing.
0: I see so, so and, and that was did you do the traditional apprenticeship route into into tattooing?
3: Yeah, I did do an apprenticeship um, It wasn't quite traditional but it was uh, a foot in the door, I guess.
0: So, so why, why wasn't it traditional? Was it not you did go did not go around to shops and show people your portfolio?
3: oh yeah I did, I did that for like two years and everyone just said no. they didn't want someone or they already had one and then um, it wasn't till my mum knew that it was someone I really wanted to do and she was like oh I I think my cousin has a tattoo shop. I was like what? (laughs) Why
0: didn't you tell me that
3: before? (laughs) Why didn't you tell me? (laughs) (laughs) And she's like well it just popped into my head I I totally forgot about him so I called him and I was like, I'm looking for an apprenticeship. Can I come by and show you my work? And he was like, no, you can just start. Just come up to my house and that was it. Like, go. go. Yeah. He was like, I'll take you to the shop. And mm. that was it. And then within a, within a week, I was tattooing his biker friends.
0: Wow. Straight <laughs> in. Straight into the deep <laughs>
3: There's
2: no fucking practicing.
3: No, it was like instantly. Let's go. Yeah, feel pelt
0: in was... at the deep end and see if you swim. Yeah. What about you, Jay? How, how did you how did you get into into it? Did, did you go? To, were you an artist before or or the other way around?
2: Um, not really. No, I wasn't. Um, I drew all the time and everything yeah. since I was a kid. Do- doodled or like tried to draw like band logos or you know stuff like that all the time, uh, or cartoons of teachers and whoever <laughs> mates. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I didn't really start trying to teach myself how to draw until I wanted to get into tattooing. Um, like late teenage years, somebody um, basically taught me that you can you can do it if you spend the time, a long time. Uh, <laughs> so I learned in Swindon and then, I don't know how traditional the apprenticeship was, fairly traditional, I guess, in a sense um really I felt like I started learning a lot more when I when I started traveling and and getting out to to work with different people I mean our shop was good we had uh, the shop that I was in we had a a lot of great guest artists and stuff like that who I could work and you know learn from as well but it was really nice to actually get out to see different shops and see how different shops ran. Yeah,
1: that's the best bit about travelling. Yeah. You do learn so much.
2: Because everybody, like where I learned, there wasn't anyone in particular who had been tattooing for like 20, you know, 30 years or anything like that. Everyone was 10 or less years. And it just felt like when I started going to shops that have been around for a long time, you see that there's there's something else, something a little more magic or something, I guess.
1: Are there any guest spots that you've both done that have been, stand out in your memory as like having such an impact on you or just being like a real wow moment? Like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm actually here. So many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh my oh my God. God. You have, you've traveled a lot.
3: Yeah. The the last one I did was the one with you, in New York, and that that stands out in my mind because it was just so much fun. Oh, you know, it was it the was best. The like wow, it was because it was less than a week we were there, but it was just yeah, so so good the whole time. There was no point where I was like not feeling good. It was just it was just great, you
1: know. I feel so lucky that that was our last one because yeah, like I've really struggled with the fact like I mentioned in the last podcast that not had anything booked and it get really itchy feet so to look back and think that that was our last trip it's so nice to reminisce and it was just such a good week wasn't it everyone was so friendly and also to be at so we were at Daredevil in New York and it's just this piece of tattoo history
2: it was yeah
1: <laughs> don't but it might you know you don't know though. that like six months ago we were, I might have thought god what if that was the last one well that's a pretty good one to have <laughs> yes, yeah definitely
0: that's an interesting point that lucy's just said there so I've been reading about all the issues with traveling musicians and traveling dancers and and tech crew and things like that where they've got to have all of these things in place before they can travel around europe. I'm assuming that counts for tattooists as well. You, that you, you you just don't have the freedom of movement that you had when, <clears throat> before lockdown one. Is that, is that the same thing? Is that, is that now there's weeks worth of paperwork to do before you can do anything?
2: I'm sure that probably will. Uh, yeah, there will be, if not, if not immediately, then pretty soon,
0: uh, yeah.
2: you know, once that starts becoming normal for everything, really, yeah. like the musicians and things like that, people that are kind of traveling already but soon enough though i suppose though you know you'll need uh, a lot of industries to
0: to be covered i suppose it is slightly different with the musicians because they're going on tour they're going from place a to b to c to d and then all around whereas probably tattooists are going to be going from point a to point b and then back to point a again yeah so it's the paperwork's easier the
2: whole like Touching blood and stuff—they'll probably look at that as this big, like, so you're going to go to an, an, another country and then break someone's skin, you know? It's, uh,
0: mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I imagine there'll be some insurances to uh, to overcome as well. So,
2: but when have we ever given a shit
0: about that?
1: <laughs> yeah, he right. a bug.
0: fuck
2: he
1: the rules, man. You- I suppose though that when when we do start travelling again, have to do all that paperwork, it will just become second nature. I suppose with anything, you just like going to the states, you get used to the different paperwork that yeah. you require for there. We've just yeah. been really spoiled to have that free movement <coughs> around Europe, and um, but yeah, I guess we'll just get just get used to it. How from have a... you found? Sorry,
0: Sorry. I just got a quick question on um, while we're on uh, guest spots because from an outsider looking in they do look and sound like like jollies like when Lucy says oh I'm going here and she'll send me some pictures of some tattoos she's done and also the cocktails she's had or the parties did,
2: <laughs> all that sort of fun
0: stuff but it is genuinely a, a way of properly marketing yourself in a different and not even in a different country but even in a different area of the country you're in how have you found that doing these guest spots how people contact you and how people find you to, to, to um, come and to, like show their interest in, in getting a tattoo.
2: I mean, you seem to know a bit about bands and tour like <laughs> this kind of, uh, all that sort of life. Um, if I can, I'll just compare it. Um, basically a, get to me, a guest spot is like a band playing a, a gig. So you've, you're, you're going out to show people, what you can do or whatever, and you're going out and saying, here I am, people can come to you and get something that you're offering them. And, uh, you know, a conventions like a festival or something, because everybody's there doing that and uh, doing like, you know, when you go traveling as a tattoo, it was kind of like being on tour because you're going about to lots of places. The, the major difference is that you don't just stay on somebody's like living room floor, you're in a nice hotel or whatever <laughs> you've got, like a, yeah. Some, but you generally eat better and uh, things like that. But it's it's kind of the same thing when you're traveling. You're trying to not just um, learn from other people, which of course is is the number one. But you're there is an element of it that you're trying to show yourself to
3: yeah. people. But a lot you get a lot of good exposure as well. So whatever shop you're working at, the shop they're going to advertise you a lot and you're going to be there and a lot of the people that work at the shop will advertise you so then you're getting a lot of uh, attention that way
2: which is great and a lot of times for instance somebody like it depends who you're talking to but somebody like uh, myself there are a lot of places that I've been to where um, I'll be booked there uh, well I'll be there for three or four days maybe more but only do one or maybe two tattoos the first time you go there and it seems like, you know, you could you could look at that really badly because you're not necessarily making loads of money off that trip, but you can make the most of that trip, and then the next time you're you're back, if they'll have you back, if you've been a good boy, then um, <laughs> you can uh, or girl or anything else. Um, you know, that one or two person uh, people will turn into you know, that'll quadruple or something, because all of their mates will... Yeah, because there's another and thing... sorry, that... I
1: have to interrupt. It's turned into a pet cast, because Elvis is <laughs> oh, really? come along yeah. my cat, yeah. and, and Buzz has just come along. It's like Look they want him. to meet each other. Oh, <laughs> he's he
0: so
1: sweet.
0: He looks lovely. Elvis looks well behaved. What's the matter with him?
1: <laughs> he's showing his bum, and he's... I was wondering yeah. if he'd be over here impairing. pairing. Nah. He's been really cross with me, like, because I left the house. Well, here he oh, here he is. Here comes.
0: He's, he's after Buzz. He's gonna turn around and we're gonna get a full <laughs> high definition anus in a moment. Let's look forward to that. Yeah.
1: That's it. I don't like Buzz's chances to be fair. Elvis is pretty bad.
0: <laughs> Oh, he's,
1: he's fucked off. You said that you had a phone call with a pet um, behavior specialist. Are you having difficulty with your dog child?
2: <laughs>
1: he's fine. Yeah. He's fine. He's great, but um he just doesn't like big
3: dogs, you know. So when we are Aww. out he walks, he thinks he's a uh, he's the big man and
2: tries to scare them away. Like he's like <laughs> foaming at the mouth and like like killing. He he's yeah. desperate for blood. So
3: yeah, we're just wanting someone to like help us out a little bit with that before we get him.
2: Because sometimes he's fine, so we can't identify. Yeah, what it is about. Situation like the getting dogs. Messed, yeah they're getting freaked out i just we just can't figure it out
0: why is it sometimes he's fine with a with a big dog another time he wants to Good scratch? In general, Yeah, yeah.
2: Be
3: like, sometimes he'll just instantly love the dog or hate them
2: yeah we're all like that aren't we
3: yeah but yeah we're, not,
2: we're not as vocal about it he doesn't have
3: to like every <laughs> dog but um we just don't want him to run up to the wrong dog exactly
2: Oh. He's, we often see him as, and, and other people agree, he's the little guy in, um, you know, the, the gang or prison um, TV shows that you watch, where there's the little fucking mouthy one at the front, who yeah. runs, <laughs> up, uh,
0: runs, and... runs away as soon as a dust up. <laughs> yeah. That is actually that is actually me. <laughs> Come on in, as I'm getting on the bus and running away. <laughs>
1: um back to well sort of Guess what? how did you find transitioning from being a bit of a free or both of you being free agents to travel as much as you liked and going wherever to then having the commitment of owning your own shop was it a big adjustment
3: yeah it was we spent a lot like after traveling for so long we decided to get the shop we just spend a lot of time getting the shop ready so there was like a bit of a transition but we were just focused on getting the shop open but um yeah it's it's really different but it's it's nice to know that we have a shop it's our home base and we can still travel now so it's yeah it, it's just it's much better now yeah to, be able to like come home and work and then but still still able to, train to go it was-
2: it was you know it was working, we would travel for however like two to six weeks, and then you get home, and then you may be at home for two weeks or or more, and you're not really doing anything that whole time. You can paint and all that stuff, but it feels better having like a constant thing to do, you know,
1: yeah. Are you at the stage with the shop where you'd feel happy to travel together and leave the other artists there to run it?
2: No way. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: no way. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. How, how, many, how many artists are in, your, are in your studio? We've got a great bunch of people, by the way. Yeah. Um, there's what, one, two.
3: Steven, Michelle, Liz, Ollie. Six.
2: Yeah, six, including Ollie. Six. It's a good squad. goodness. Yeah. It's good. The shop's really big. Um, It easily houses six people. Um, That's five of us who tattoo and then um, Oliver, who's our apprentice, who you know, obviously Lucy. Yeah. Um, He's a a sweet
1: boy. He's a good boy. (laughs) Um, How long has Ollie been the apprentice?
2: Over a year now, well, it's fucking a lot longer than that now since because of the lockdown. Almost he,
1: two years.
2: Yeah.
3: Almost, yeah. almost two. I think
2: it was May. He kind of became the apprentice officially, or June, like May or June that year, maybe. And then. Did he
1: start as like a receptionist or anything first, or did he come in as yeah. the apprentice?
2: Yeah. He came well, in originally, didn't he?
1: Yeah. He so. came in, he got tattooed by. Um,
3: our friend Matty, who was guesting at the time and um, came back in was it a week later or?
2: Yeah, we, he, he asked if we could have an apprenticeship and we said, no way.
3: <laughs> we didn't we want didn't.
1: That. no, we don't like you.
3: <laughs> yeah. We just knew we, like we spoke about it before we opened the shop. We were like, no, no way. He just He was persistent. like no you wouldn't have an apprentice at all yeah we just didn't didn't want one you know like we didn't feel like we were good enough i guess to teach someone you know
2: people ask for apprenticeships like it's a job at mcdonald's like every <laughs> yeah. facebook message going are you taking on apprenticeships at the moment and it's like i don't know if you if you've kind of realized the size of what you're talking about it's a big deal and i think Ollie. knows <laughs> That and uh, he, yeah, like Daniel said, if he was, if we wouldn't have had an apprentice if it wasn't for Ollie being who he is, and we, we never will again.
1: Yeah. What advice sense. would you give to people who who want who are serious about getting an apprenticeship?
3: Build up a portfolio. Um. Physically go in to tattoo studios.
0: Not just yeah, social media, portfolio. dropping messages. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But when when things open again, to speak to people in person, but
0: uh... yeah, because so I, I suppose that half of it is is more than half. You've got to be able to draw. You've got to be you've got to be up for it. But you've also got that each studio that I've been in has a group in it, and it feels like you're entering a group of mates. And even if and if if you're being tattooed there for even if it's for one hour, for that one hour you're in the pub with them, with mates yeah you know I mean there's you get involved with the, there's there's hidden in jokes and things like that and the you know you can get involved with them or you can just put your headphones in and 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 grit your teeth and try to not <laughs> squeal like I do but do you know what I mean So it's got to be the right person as well as the 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 right skills whereas jobs like that in the industry I'm in you have to be you have to be technical first and then the personality comes later I don't feel that's that that's really the same with with tattooing
3: no well, yeah, not for us, but I mean, there are tattoo shops out there that don't, don't care, like they'll take anyone on just to make money. But I think with our, yeah. family, we just wanted someone that was our friend and that yeah. you know, we could trust and wanted to spend time with, like we're there every day. So we just want to be able to, I don't know, just have a good time and not, not worry about drama and stress. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: and r- running your own business I imagine comes with its fair share of worry and stress without having yeah. without heaping that all on yourself by having it's a massive commitment taking on an apprentice it's not just you know you, you're basically forming the first part of their career which could change their life so if you've not got the capacity or the you know the, the drive to do it it's it's a waste of everyone's time isn't it yeah
2: yeah and Ollie definitely has the drive to do something, whether we're part of it or not. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, we we see a lot of potential in him, and we're trying to help him as best we can. We're not saying we're the ones who know everything, and um, this is this is the way it is. But we we know that he's he was going to do it anyway, in a sense, and that he was he was our friend by then, and. He would come in and help out on Saturdays if we need, if he was particularly busy you know or um he, you know he was just always at the shop and event eventually he was he was paint, trying to sort of get into painting um you know in traditional flesh and um yeah he was just somebody I, I mean I had just moved to this town not too many years well like what a year and a half before that or a year before that so it was also nice for me to have somebody that shared our interest in that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I became a friend and then um, from Dundee. Yeah, he's, he's from Sweden. And he, I think, I mean, I don't know how much he'd want me to say, but uh, there, there was a shop over there that said that he could, he could come and work there. But he he's just got quite good, you know, he's got traditional values on stuff and it, he had asked us first and he was like look I'll, I want to learn with you guys um can you do it and we knew that he was going to do it either way so we're like fuck it yeah right let see what we can do
1: I, I remember being there and he had that like salted licorice was oh, it okay. salted or something like I don't I can still remember just thinking like what the hell has gone in my mouth there was That's what Sweden is like. I don't want to go.
2: (laughs) That
1: is what Sweden's like.
2: There's some really nice snacks in Sweden, and then there's some really bizarre ones too.
1: That's a that's a buzz, yeah. I bet he paid £30 for that packet of sweets as well, because it's meant to be really expensive in Sweden, isn't
0: it? How much for a
1: spring? I was just thinking that about like when um when we were in New York, and we left that Tippex Willie on that table in a dive bar. Tippex, <laughs> Tippex, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> tip yeah,
0: it works uh,
1: really well on yeah. pub tables.
0: There's a blo- bloke I went to school with, Tom Thatcher. Shout out, Tom Thatcher. You won't be listening, but he drew <laughs> a very, very crude, quick one-line testicles and penis on the back of a book in school, and a teacher told him to Tippex it out. So he literally Tipexed over the that in the (laughs) doing a bigger outline of the original beast um (laughs) good stuff
1: when Danielle and i were in new york the people in the shop were so lush we just it's like when you're going to guest spots it's like having tour guides because they'll take you to places that you're never going to know about and stuff and we just we made really good friends and then we were just sort of pissing around so much that when we were there we kept prank calling the shop just to just like harass the um the the receptionist and I'd phone up doing like an accent phone up and I'd be like oh good day (laughs) (laughs) I want to get a potato tattooed on me and uh or (laughs) I can't even remember but just this is uh I had a vision in my head of thinking, "Oh my god, shall we prank call Gilbert on our podcast?" I thought, "Actually, we are. We're speaking to Michelle in a couple of weeks." <laughs> so, I'm, I'm just going to stop that thought.
0: Yeah. Right there. Let's let let's upset people after we've spoken to them, and they've been kind enough for, yeah. to give us their time. <laughs> um, just, just, I've just thought of something actually. When when you're talking about receptionists and the, and the stuff they had, they have to put up with. I'm always fascinated by how aggressive risk adverts for receptionists are because, you know, they always say like, come and join, come and join our lovely team. We're super friendly, but this is not an apprenticeship and it never will be. Yes. <laughs> is, is, is that sort, sort of going back to what you, were, what you were saying earlier about, um, about your, uh, your Oliver. Is that because people do come in and, and assume that foot in the door and all that sort of stuff, and that they're, they're just going to be a tattooist and it's, it's not the job that it is even that advert does not
2: yeah i I don't know how many people it dissuades but definitely some people will respond to that advert going is this can i have an apprenticeship (laughs) 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 wow honestly
3: we we had to do that (laughs) people seem to think that even though it's written no apprenticeships they always ask anyway
0: because it doesn't apply to Look, them. Look, is this a trick
3: question?
0: That was, that was the test. You are our new apprentice. Well done.
1: Yes. <laughs> you can tattoo full time. Do whatever you want.
0: But it's
2: difficult, it's, <laughs> isn't it? Because as somebody who wants to work just reception at a tattoo shop, not many like there's not many people that will um, be into it because there's no progression at
0: all there. Yeah. And you have
2: to basically, um, manage a bunch of fucking money. Whoops. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, you can
0: swear. Don't worry about that. Fuck it. We
2: Huzzles. Yeah. You
0: know?
2: <laughs> um, it's, there's not a lot really um, to offer somebody who's a receptionist. It's, it's, that's why it's so good when you find one who, who, yeah. you know, who can do it. it, is into it. Yeah. Um, Really it well must weird. be
1: quite hard for a like weird for a receptionist as well to like see tattooists charging money, and they see someone come in and pay three hundred pounds, and that receptionist thinks, "Well, they've just earned three hundred pounds an hour, and I'm earning five six pounds an hour." Right. Obviously, we don't yeah. earn that, like, but it must be weird for them.
2: Totally, yeah, I wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> I mean, I think we only did it, probably all of us here, because. We wanted to get an apprenticeship
0: eventually. Really. <laughs> yeah. So you all ignored the adverts <laughs> as well. <laughs>
1: yeah. it's the only yeah. way. You just got to ignore those. those.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's so much double speaking, like reverse psychology or whatever within tattooing. It's <laughs> crazy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what would you? What do you think you both do if you weren't tattooists? Well. I don't
3: know. I don't know actually. I don't I'd, know love, to do. I'd
2: love to be like an airplane engineer, but I have zero <laughs> like zero quality. You know, I can I can't do maths or whatever properly. So really it could be. be
1: yeah. I can see he's doing something outdoorsy, like a paddleboard instructor oh. or yeah. a musician. I used to
3: want to be a park ranger. Oh, <laughs>
2: I, mean, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I could probably
0: do that. I could
3: probably
0: still do. There'd be a lot of dog interaction if you're a park ranger. Dogging. Oh, dogging. <laughs> <stuff>. dogging. <laughs> no, I. I bet there'd
1: probably be a lot of dogging as well.
0: Yeah. To, uh, Is uh, that
1: Why?
0: I, in, in lockdown too. I was I was.
1: Well, not
0: dogging. dogging, but
1: there wasn't much else to do. I
0: walked I walked through a a, a dogging site so i did a socially distanced litter pick and we were going around and it was just it's a nice little woods where i used to live in london and there's a big green field and then there's sort of a tree-lined walkway to get from the road to it and we people just chuck their crisp packets and crap in there so we were going in there with those you know those litter pickers that that my nan used to have on when she dropped the remote because she couldn't bend down (laughs) so i was picking up that and it was i found a condom and i was like hey johnny like that so there's another one there's wet wipes everywhere and then I realized and it was like something out of blood. Oh. as I looked up there was bit, all stuff hanging off the trees at, at like waist and eyeline level and we yeah oh. it was like I, I don't mind picking up a few bags of crisps and cans of coke and stuff but can I think someone with proper PPE needs to come and deal with this because we are in oh. the middle a pandemic and that is nasty. Was that community you, service?
1: I was just <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> gonna <laughs> say that. Were you doing community service because you were caught dogging? Yes. Wait, it's a safe space <laughs> you can say um, Jay did I see that you've got a new album out because you do some music as well uh,
2: yeah uh, well you, you didn't see that I don't have a new album out but yeah I do do some music as well it, it, yeah, no, I'm it, just,
1: so. I'm psychic
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah what is your it's...
1: Instagram page for your, your music
2: uh, Teeth Grinder with a Y in the, I
0: know. This <laughs> is <it> a little, <laughs> a little yeah, plug. That's right. We're sh- totally shameless on here. If you have got anything to plug, anything to sell,
1: um, really? other things you should plug are your secret burger method. Um, who Jason has asked about that <laughs>
2: wants to know the secret.
1: <laughs> Jason Ellis.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> The secret?
1: Yeah. What's so good about it? Why have I never been made it?
2: Have I never made a burger? You, the, basically, the big secret is you don't eat it straight away. Wrap it in foil. So you get your burger, bacon, plastic cheese, pickles, <laughs> ketchup and mustard. But then instead of just tucking in straight away, which is what you want to do, you wrap it in foil. <laughs> Because then it all sort of bakes into itself, and it becomes this, you know, this that mush. Oh, it's, it's, it's lovely.
1: <laughs> Sounds like a Five Guys burger. Sounds good.
2: <laughs> That's exactly where we got. Where I got the idea.
1: <laughs> Another food-related question. This time from someone called Carl is Danielle. What's your secret lasagna methods? <laughs> they just came next to each other. I was
2: like. <laughs> just, <laughs> Yeah,
1: we just wrap that in
0: foil. (laughs) You wrap it in a burger. It's very interesting.
3: (laughs) That's what we should do. Extra sloppy. Well, I can't give away my lasagna secrets. Ooh. Sorry, Carl. Oh. (laughs) All
2: right. Lucy, what's your favourite Scottish pie?
1: Scottish pie. Macaroni pie. Why did
2: I? (laughs) Macaroni. Macaroni. cheese. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> i will have to do some audio adjustment there because I, yeah, I can't believe I said scotch pie, macaroni pie, the food of dreams. So good that, that I have it tattooed on my leg. Oh,
0: is I that miss mac- it so much. Macaroni and cheese in a in a pastry in a
1: pie. Is it yeah. sealed, Is it
0: sealed on the top?
1: No, it's just right. it's melted cheese. It oh, naughty. It's it's, it's, so, it.
2: it's the best. The that speaks? like with an English accent to another man that seems to speak with an English accent. It's crazy when you move to Scotland and you see macaroni and cheese pie.
0: <laughs> Is that, again, I, I don't, this doesn't need to be the isn't Scotland weird with what they eat, but pizza crunch <laughs> I've never seen outside of Scotland or whatever it's called, where you have the deep fried pizzas.
1: Oh, uh, bad pizza. Bad yeah, yeah, so that Bad yeah. Mars bars.
0: I've seen the bad, bad Mars bars. Pie. The, uh, the handy place was the chip shop near where I grew up. I love a chip shop with a pun. And so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They handy
0: sell place. battered
1: Mars bars and so,
3: them. yeah,
0: and uh, battered cream eggs uh, when they were available. Oh,
3: right. they used
0: to? Yeah, just a, uh, just a mess. Uh, you'd see kids coming into school and in the morning, they've just got these red marks around their face where molten chocolate, <laughs> and whatever the fuck is in the middle of a cream egg has come out of there at 400 degrees and just stuck to their cheeks.
1: Somebody emailed me the other day and they said, um, they s- mentioned in the email that they had just moved to St. Andrews, but would have traveled down here. And mm. I said, oh my God, you're from St. Andrews. Like you have to go to Jeanette's for ice cream. You've got to go to Fisher and Donaldson for the fudge donut. You've got to get a macaroni pie. She was like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm vegan. I can't have any of that. <laughs> so I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> you can have ivory sorbet. And I guess it's the same with Mick You'll just have to make a, a vegan macaroni pie.
0: I'm sure we can do that.
1: Easy Cheesy. That's a oh, Sc- I remember them in Scotland as well, like when I was really young.
0: Is Easy Cheesy spelled with lots of E's and Z's.
1: <laughs> oh, makes me so homesick.
0: All right. It tastes
2: good, but I think you're missing out if you if you don't eat the real thing.
1: The regular one's better. Regular Huggis. cheese. Oh, haggis.
2: Yeah. It's a big oh. breakfast, haggis, <laughs> lunch haggis, <laughs> evening dinner, haggis.
0: Supper. Yeah. Midnight feast, haggis.
1: I like haggis. Did you have haggis on Burns night? We missed it. We missed. We forgot. We didn't realize it was Burns Night.
2: <laughs> Too busy and lovely resigning. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: Was it? Is it Haggis Lasagna? Is that the secret?
3: Ooh, no! But I'm gonna do that.
0: Haggis Lasagna. That sounds like a a fusion crossover that could get someone um voted off of uh, MasterChef. (laughs) But at least you tried. You didn't. You didn't play. You didn't didn't play it safe. Do those questions (laughs) count as the Instagram questions? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We should
1: probably go with the real Instagram question, she I
0: think, because that was quite idea. a good
1: one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, qu- question from Instagram comes from cat called Travis, and the question is: What is each of your most prized tattoo-related item, and what is the story of how it came into your possession?
2: Nice That's a good oh. question, Danny. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying
0: to think. Uh. I've got a few very
2: nice paintings. We, own, you know, um, a lot, some really nice paintings that are, are very valuable to me. I very guess. Special. If yeah. if you're talking about value, do you mean like special, as in
0: uh, whatever? Oh, you, you take the I question how you see you fit. Yeah, it could be anything. Could be yeah. something sentimental that was given to you by someone early on that you've kept, or could even be could even be a a, a practice that you do. I do this every time because blah mm. blah blah. Yeah,
1: that's
0: a good question.
1: I pro- Probably like Danielle sent me that out just as a surprise that painting of a witch that I've coveted for forever since he first drew it as Flash and sent that to me last year. I th- was that the same delivery that came with a bottle of iron brew? Either way, it was the best post.
2: Painting and some iron brush. Oh, sorry, it was great.
1: And I, I can't wait to be able to come back up and get it tattooed and and sit over three hours
2: and whinge at you the whole time. I've got a, uh, well, in fact, we've both got it now, because we've we've both been there, but uh, one of the first times I started traveling in the USA, I went to a shop that I really like, and um, my friend, now DJ Rose, he gave me, uh, when I first met him, this prayer for travelers thing. He's a kind of spiritual person. I'm not, particularly religious um not that it's a, a prayer f- you know it's not a prayer assigned to any religion or anything like that but it's something that he likes uh, giving people that are on the road you know or, or like um coming through and it's That's always cool. been there you know and I'm, I've always carried it around just thinking oh you know it's it's not necessarily uh, a totem of my safety but I really like looking at it and thinking about that kind of trip and that idea of people treating each other well when they're traveling
0: yeah absolutely and I think Aww. there's there's a bit like you know if you if you are traveling it can be be a little bit lonely and just looking at that and you know you know you know someone's thinking about you or someone someone's right. interested in what you're up to that's pretty cool that's well better than I thought it was going to be that's a really good answer thanks <laughs> 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 no very special things so.
3: yeah i feel like you always you get something from everywhere that you go like every shop i've i've worked at i always there's always good memories like something i don't to- i don't have any anything negative you know it's every that's why it was so almost addictive to keep traveling because yeah. you're just like you're there for a short space of time and people are just so nice and like want to take care of you and yeah, you just you get so much from even that short
1: time. Yeah. It is addictive. That's such a good way to put it. Like it really is. Cause it is so intense. It's always so fun. And like it starts off being you're really nervous and you've got that adrenaline rush, because like what's it gonna be like? They're gonna be nice <laughs> and then they are nice and then you miss them. And yeah. Oh, I miss that.
2: And you know we're not we don't think like that every other shop is free from the dramas and stuff that a shop say like us would or the stresses from time to time. But you know when you're traveling, you don't see any of that stuff. Yeah, and that's you know that's not a bad thing. You know it it happens, but you're like everyone there is usually making such an effort to to make sure you're having a good time that you you never really have to experience the like the kind of more realistic yeah
1: uh, the politics and things the,
2: the rubbish you know the rubbish that comes with a, a shop existing whether we're running it or somebody else's you know what I mean because every shop has has to have it at some point
1: yeah have you had any guest spot experiences where you didn't feel overly comfortable or somewhere that you obviously without naming names any that just weren't as, didn't run as smoothly or you didn't rush back?
2: No.
1: There's been like, I mean, I've always had a good time
3: pretty much everywhere I've went, but uh, there, there was one time where I, I showed up at a shop and um, the shop manager, I told, I walked in, the shop manager was there, I was like, hi, I'm Danielle, I'm I'm going to be working here for a few days. And first thing he said was no you're not <laughs> <laughs> Like, my heart like stopped and I was like oh my god is this the big setup or like am I even meant to be here and then um yeah they kind of went away came back five minutes later and were like I'm sorry <laughs> at my mistake <laughs> he just wasn't informed or whatever he'd been away so it was like that was probably the one time I felt like instantly sick, showing up at the job. But I mean, it was fine.
0: How far away yeah. was it from you? Was, had you travelled far for that?
3: No, it was, it was just in London. Still, it that's
0: far enough, though, isn't it?
3: <laughs> I could easily get home in the same day, so it wasn't so
2: bad. <laughs> the local ground everywhere doesn't feel that far away. It's only when you have to cross water that you still. Yeah, yeah. It.
1: <laughs> people always ask me like how did guest spots come about is it that you always know them or has, has that always been the same for you you've always known the people or have you ever gone somewhere where you haven't met them before yeah I've,
3: it's a mix like um most of the guest spots i i've done actually that weren't were people that i, I didn't haven't met before so when i first did like a big U.S. tour, basically. Um, I didn't know anyone. I just, I just got in touch with a bunch of people, emailed them, and was like, "Hey, I'm gonna be over there. Can I come work at your shop?" And they're like, "Yeah, cool." And uh, well, so that's it's this it's scarier when you don't know them, like it's terrifying.
1: Yeah, yeah. But,
3: but it's the most fun.
2: I think. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the same thing. Um, there's been. quite a few times where I've just said to somebody listen I'm going to be in your continent at some point Um, I would really like to get a tattoo from you Um, you know maybe they'll see that I'm traveling with somebody that they know or um, well they might just for instance like something about the work and go yeah well or just know that I'm a tattooer and say since you're traveling all this way you can, you can sit in for a few days and do some work. And then when you're there, you obviously get to know the person Then then you can arrange to come back at some point. Or, you know, for instance, like I said before, you could have, but I've, I've traveled alone. And then, but also with friends who would, who have sorted out like a guest spot somewhere been like, listen, we're gonna go to this place because you'll really like it there. You'll get on with all the people, or, you know, or they'll ask, you know. Let's say my, my, you know, I was thinking of going down here. Do you want to come?
0: So it's just a it's cool, cool little, like almost networking in in the in the corporate sense of it. Is you 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 have someone that you know, they know that you could do something that would do well here, and the introduction's made, and and you're away.
2: Yeah. Well, they know that even. Yeah, exactly. It's somebody's going to somebody's going to do well from it because it'll either be that you're interested to go along because you want to meet somebody that's there and get tattooed by them for instance or something like that um and then yeah if if a guest spot works out for me even better yeah
1: cool. for people who have never done any guest spots or might want to start doing guest spots how do you approach the things like the financial side and um, how much do you pay to the shop for rent and things like that. Is it normally agreed before you go or do you just discuss it or do you do a day's work and then they go, okay, that'll be this month is
3: Yeah, I, I I never ask. So any guess what's I do, I I don't ask.
2: Just wait but to be told.
3: Yeah, I just yeah, yeah basically wait until the first day is done and then I ask them how to, how do they want to sort out of the money. And then yeah they tell me. I just never thought to ask in advance, you know. Yeah. Like, I kind of know how shops work. Like not every shop is exactly the same, but um I've never been to a shop where they take more than they're meant to, you know.
2: And usually the the reason you're there like the money the money comes secondary to you yeah. being there because you want to be working at this shop or with these people or in this town or whatever it is that's brought you there isn't well it's probably not the money um if it is the money then you know fair enough if you've got it worked out like I, i earn more money in so and so town but i think well definitely for me for us it's always we've agreed it's always usually been that you you ask at the end you know you kind of accept whatever it is if they say oh it's 50 50 you're like okay fair enough if that's like some guest spots will will be like, up to that, and some some go down to 70, 30, or... It really depends where you are. But yeah, it's just kind of... That comes yeah. kind of second... there. It's, yeah, it's normally so nice to be there. And the thing is, the, the major difference is, if you're in... I'm not trying to talk business too much, but if you're in the States, you generally earn a lot more in tips than you do in the UK. Yeah, so the tips, tips oh, yeah. for somebody who wants to travel is want want to go to some other shops like want to get tattooed by people from different places rather than wanting to necessarily be like just you know you're just there for stuff outside tattooing or whatever you know I've always wanted to go to Florence because of this that and the other like it's it's really good what's really helped is just being really into it, you know, being, yeah. wanting to spend time at shops because they're cool or they're iconic or there's somebody there that whose work you really, really like and you can learn from.
3: Yeah, but just ask as well, like if there's a place yeah. that you want to go, like what's the worst they can say? They'll just say no, I'm just like, sorry, but yeah, just, don't yeah. yeah, just if there's somewhere that you really want to go, just ask. You might as well just go for it that, that's, that's kind of what i did when i started traveling i didn't know anyone really like I had a few friends and tattoo shots in england but um i wanted to travel to the states so i just emailed a bunch of people and they said yeah i was like wow <laughs> cool <laughs> <laughs> not all of
1: them said yes. Yeah. Oh, the the it, it's so nice to see you guys yeah Ooh, thank you very much me. that
0: was that was,
1: really,
0: that was really cool and you know the insights that we've got for people that aren't tattooists to know how what goes into running a shop what goes into having an apprentice what goes into traveling it's it's really cool to get to get that from you both so i really appreciate it we really appreciate it should i say thank you very much for being we our... really
1: appreciate thank
0: it thank you yeah. thank you for being our first couple the power couple of how much fruit? power
1: couple half of ABBA of the tattoo world there we go thanks for the little Willy as well on the on the screen <laughs> the drawing
0: that wasn't very little. little that was not very little <laughs> was quite, I mean
1: Trust you're me. out you're on Trust my phone so it was cool to me
0: I know <laughs> awesome thank you very much that was really cool hopefully we'll see you soon and when uh, Lucy can come up and do another guest spot. We'll we'll do a uh, we'll do a show from there. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Cool. Oh, that'd be great. Smart. All Thank right. you very much. Yeah.
1: See you that'd soon. Cool. Bye. Bye. Awesome. Bye.
0: After the recording had finished, Lucy embarked on a story that we didn't think you should miss. Here's your bonus content. How much for a (laughs) string?
1: One of the funniest things What? one of my best tattoo possessions, actually, is the, and I'm going to have to explain this to Mick, is the print of a (laughs) Kelly that I found in my suitcase a few weeks ago. I can't even remember how we did this, or how it started this joke, but we ended up joking about one of the tattooists, this guy called Noah, I don't know how it came out, but that we said he liked being pissed on or peeing on people, so then it just opened up a whole wealth of pee related jokes and on our last day we'd been to a bar, we went back into the shop with Gilbert who had the keys, I photoshopped Noah's face onto a picture of R. Kelly <laughs> We, oh, yeah. we hit them around the shop.
3: In <laughs> this poor pool. I found one
1: of these print ops was... Oh, and, and we put a picture of Nova's face in the toilet. <laughs> wow. So
2: gonna... it, was,
3: it was because we were at the bar and you went to the toilet and then he hid outside to scare you or oh. something. And you were like, oh, is it because you like being pissed on? Is
1: that- <laughs> And
3: that was it. That, was, that was <laughs> it.
0: Just it was class- classic Lucy where someone does something really quite <laughs> innocuous and, and not very memorable, but because it's against her, so they get it back 15, 20 fold, don't they, right? You try and make me jump when I come out of the toilet, I'm going to tell everyone you know that you, you like being pissed on sexually. <laughs> Just basically ruin his life because he, because he tried to make you go oh, once. <laughs>
1: She's telling everyone. Yeah. <laughs> we like we hit pictures of our Kelly up on the wall with all this flash. We like hit them in his folders,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. and then Another we
1: person. and we've got a group chat called Tatos. <laughs>
3: How much for a string?